Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Do you think horse racing is a cruel sport? The Cheltenham Festival is one of the most exciting and noteworthy events on the British uh, horse racing calendar. Horse owners from all around the world want to see their prize possessions, get their name onto the list of winners at Presbury Park. Of course, it's a big event for Irish trainers um, coming over to Cheltenham and you know, a lot of occasions actually dominating the whole thing. Uh, trainers working towards it and jockeys keen to be picked to ride the best horses that will be there. Now, on top of that, of course, the bookmakers hope to make a killing and the punters feel that they can take them on. Well, the four-day race festival, as I said, takes place annually in March at Cheltenham um, in England. It usually coincides with St. Patrick's Day and will this year's uh, as well and is particularly popular with uh, Irish visitors. In fact, I was in a taxi last night. The taxi driver told me he'd been working flat out all weekend to get as much money as he could because he's going off to uh, Cheltenham today. Now, with more than £20 million uh, brought in thanks to ticket sales, hospitality and other means, That alone is a decent chunk of money that horse racing benefits from. Horse racing fans, get a load of this actually, bet £275 million with Paddy Power owner Flutter Entertainment's businesses during last year's Cheltenham Festival, and that was when it was behind closed doors. So for several years there have been concerns about the number of horse injuries and fatalities at Cheltenham. In 2006, for example, 11 horses died. In response, the race course decreased the number of runners in certain races and recited one of the most, uh, more difficult fences. On the opening day of the 2012 festival, three horses were euthanized after suffering bone fractures or breaks, including two during the cross-country chase, becoming the second and third equine fatalities in that race since uh, 2000. So, This is something that animal rights campaigners highlight regularly. At the end of the 2018 festival, there were six horse deaths leading um, to the BHI review into equine safety. At the 2019 festival, there were three horse deaths leading to another review. Now, I don't think anyone can deny that horse racing is a huge business that creates a huge amount of jobs and revenue. However, animal rights activists believe that it's an archaic sport, it's outdated, it's cruel, and it should be gotten rid of. So today, I want to find your thoughts on on horse racing. Maybe you're a fan and believe that the horses are very well looked after, very well trained, and are um, it's what they live for. They're, they're very happy animals. Others believe that when those animals are retired, they're treated like dirt, basically. So my question to you today is, do you think horse racing is cruel? Animal rights campaigners um, want to see uh, the, the sport banned. And we want to know where you stand on this. Our number is 87 treble zero eight that's oh eight seven one double eight treble zero eight you can text us you can whatsapp or send a whatsapp voice note to that number or better still you can call us on oh eight one eight ninety four two one oh five now as i said um 
John Carmody is an animal rights campaigner and media uh, commentator. And John, good afternoon and welcome to Ireland's Classic Hits. Thanks for having me on, Adrian. John, this is, it's a kind of an annual conversation uh, I've had with you many times uh, over the years about Cheltenham, about horse racing, about greyhound racing. But let's focus on on horse racing. This is one of the biggest um, events on the horse racing calendar. What's your view on Cheltenham and on horse racing in general? Yeah, and you know, we've had those conversations, Adrian, as a matter of fact, because people now care about these issues. We're now sitting up and we're now taking notice of all these issues because, let's face it, for, for many decades we completely were ignorant of, of other animals. We were completely ignorant of any other animal other than the dog or the cat. Um, so it's because of these conversations, as a matter of fact, that we're having that has led to so much change that, change in terms of many of the issues that you just would have spoke about there but look I don't want to be a joy killer here on a Monday morning I don't want to be coming on your show at 12 o'clock in the afternoon and all of a sudden there's someone um, complaining about another animal issue and and calling for another ban on this but the reality is is that you know the horse racing industry for many years got off quite lightly as a matter of fact Adrian in my opinion uh, where we never questioned as such, hmm. on a and, and there has been a lot of focus, and indeed uh, television documentaries and everything else, about uh, the greyhound industry, and it has been a hmm. focus of much attention. But you're arguing that the horse racing industry hasn't got that same sort of attention, but deserves well, it. It's starting to happen now because I can tell you here and now with everyone with camera phones and everything else and everyone who's dressing up today to head down to Cheltenham, it looks very glamorous and gorgeous and beautiful and fun and absolutely, I'm sure it is as a matter of fact, for the punters who are going down there and who will be placing bets um, on these horses that are essentially running for their lives. But what most people don't... What do you mean they're running for their lives? Well, I suppose they literally are as a matter of fact because when when the, the good days are up or when they can no longer win and when they can no longer bring in the money that's expected of them to bring in, um, then that's where the downward spiral of cruelty happens. But I suppose just in short, Adrian, my message to anyone listening today is this. If they're in a bookies right now or a betting shop, and I, and I, and I can only imagine that the show is on right now and it's probably being played in bookies and, and betting shops around the country, I would ask those punters and those um, placing bets to, you know what, maybe rip up their betting slips and just walk out of the shops and just turn their back on horse racing for good. We will see, and mark my words on this, between now and at the end of the week, um, uh, I, I, we, we'll hear about a good few deaths um, on the track, uh, unfortunately. And I think it's time that we spoke about this, which is why we're having this conversation today. Okay, well, I, I, I was quoting that, for example, uh, during the 2018 festival, there were six horse, horse deaths. Uh, 2019, there were three I don't have the figures to hand for uh, 2020 and 2021, uh, but it is an annual thing. But when you think of the amount of horses that actually run in uh, Cheltenham, it seems very small. No, you know what, Adrian? It's, it's one horse is one too many. Um, they're, they're a magnificent creature. When you look in the eyes, you absolutely know that there's someone at home. And, and I, I suppose, as I've always been saying, that wherever animals are used um, for entertainment and profit, corners will always be cut. And there has been a catalogue of cruelty. If you go on to animalaid.co.uk, uh, the organisation in the UK that have put a huge amount of effort and resources into exposing this industry for, for many, many years. Um, the reports that come out with, the investigations that they come out with are absolutely heartbreaking. Now, again, your listeners can say I'm crazy and that I don't know what I'm on about. And these are the kind of arguments that we would have heard um, and that would have been thrown at animal rights campaigners for a long, long time. And, and everything that we've said so far has come true. 
And I, I think that what we're going to see in the next few days won't be nice on the tracks in Cheltenham, as a matter of fact. And it's heartbreaking, um, sure. Okay, now a lot of people will argue <clears> that... <throat> Uh, this industry creates tens of thousands of jobs, uh, not only directly, but indirectly, and um, people enjoy it. I was talking, as I said, to a taxi driver last night who worked uh, all weekend to get enough spending money up to head over to Cheltenham today. And he said it's it's one of the highlights of his year. How are you ever going to get your message across to somebody like that? Well, it's a good question, actually, Adrian. But here's the thing. People are not fools. We have access to social media more than ever before. You know, back in the 90s, as I said many, many times, we had to send out tape cassettes to people, maybe five or ten a week or 20 in a month, if we were lucky, um, to show people behind the scenes of fur farms, for instance, in China and Canada and the US. But now, with a kick of a button, we're able to bring beam undercover investigations, the reality of the cruelty, the suffering um, that's taking place in all these industries. And, of course, what's going to be happening on the tracks in the next few days into people's phones and handsets and laptops and computers and it's then they make the decisions and and a lot of people with hearts for animals tend to join the dots at that stage yes it is a huge money industry a huge money spinner it's a big industry i think it's going to be around for another while to come so anyone that's getting their knickers in a twist listening to me here today in fact in fact somebody just texted in they can relax and this Um, is the point that i was i was making to you um how are you going to get this message across uh this message just came in and it says i've just tuned in is this a piss take in other words somebody uh listening now doesn't believe that anybody could be calling for horse racing to be banned you see, and, and Adrian, here's the thing as well. I mean, horse racing has been seen by most people as being a harmless sport in which they, they, the horses would be willing participants and who actually enjoy the thrill. Um, but the truth here is, is that behind the scenes, it lies a hum- an, an immense amount of suffering, I suppose, is the word that I would be hearing as well. And the thing is, is that when these horses are not pulling in that money, that's where the down- downward spiral happens. Um, and it's certainly not... Um, uh, a nice thing from, from there on. We see all the glamour, and we're going to be seeing this in the news reports um, for the next few days. But again, I would be calling on people who have a heart for animals to extend their compassion and, and, and I suppose, you know, a heart for, for the horses that are going to be on the tracks in Cheltenham today. Yeah, you see, I'm I'm very curious. It's it's something that divides people. Uh, We just had somebody rang our uh, switch and and abused Ruth for us even having this conversation today. In other words, there are people who are so wedded and so devoted to uh, the sport of horse racing that any negative publicity uh, attracts their anger. You see, and and, and that doesn't surprise me, but they need to... um it's going to be the public that are going to make these decisions. I think these conversations are very, very healthy, whether you're for or against the issue. And the industry and their supporters, they they apparently are well caught up in horses and they have a beautiful love for horses, which in, in many ways I, I, I wouldn't deny. But the, the biggest problem here is, is that they're, they're using these animals um, to make money off of them. And when those horses can't bring in that money, that's what, like I said, where, and I don't kind of, I suppose I've repeated myself three times on this one, but the, the, the downward spiral of neglect takes place from there so let them jam your switchboard with the abuse that happens all the time when we talk about animal cruelty issues but the bottom line here is is that the public will be making the decision and i hope to god that they can rip up their betting um, slips and to walk out of the 
the betting shops for good and that is happening with a huge amount of people we hear it all the time that's okay now, a, a, another message that's just come in to us that says you have to be winding us up here serious are you for real this is definitely a wind up says uh, John in Kildare the uh, equine centre of Ireland um John, the fact of the matter is that, as I said, um, people don't take complaints about horse racing seriously. They don't see it as animal cruelty. They believe that the horses, when they're racing, are doing what they uh, were born to do, to run, to race, to run in packs and all of that. And they are happy animals. See, those arguments have been... They're warm and they're thin at this stage. We've heard that about, for instance, animals caged on fur farms. They were bred for their fur. They're, they're happy to be in those cages. But look, they're not. Let's call a spade a state here. And I say those people who do support horse racing like that can go and suck it, as a matter of fact. Okay, so, um, so do you believe that, uh, that the horse industry. racing industry is the last great fight for animal rights campaigners like yourselves? I'm glad you said that because I think it, it's not the last great fight, but I think there's a shelf life on this. I think it's going to be around for another while to come. So anyone that is listening today, they can relax just right now, as a matter of fact. But in time to come, I think this will be a thing of the past. Let's have this conversation with the help of God, as someone else said, Adrian, in 10 years from now. And mark my words, times will be very, very different when it comes to this sport. Most people won't want anything got to do with it. They'll, they've, they've, they've turned their back. Okay, so you're that. predicting that 10 years from now, in 2032... Um, we will be in a situation where horse racing will be a thing of the past. Who could have predicted that the whole world is changing in terms of animal rights, the laws that are coming in all over the world, the, the, the change people, uh, the change that is taking place as a result of these conversations and advocacy and fantastic campaigners out in the streets. And let's not get scared. I, I want to say this as well, Adrian, as a matter of fact. For anyone that's wanting to ring up any switchboard of a newspaper or a television station, maybe RT, who might want me on later on this evening, and uh, the fear of animal rights campaigners coming on, to relax, to take a step back. This is not going to be a bad thing. I mean, when we have respect for those weaker than us and those less vulnerable, you know, it, it means that we'll always draw blood from each other when we don't have respect for those weaker but if we have if we can extend our compassion and our kindness to those weaker and those most vulnerable then it means that we have a more kinder peaceful world okay well. let me let me so ask you one one final question then fact, john Te- 10 years from now you are predicting that we will look at the uh, whole horse racing industry with uh, shock and people won't want to have anything to do with it okay fine i said it about fur farms i said it about um, well, fur farms uh, are slightly uh, different in fairness no, no, john because the the animals are being bred uh, to have their skin taken off and made into fur coats. That's slightly different. And horses are being put on those racetracks specifically to bring in big bucks. That's the bottom line there. Okay. Uh, John, what happens finally if you were to get your wish and the horse racing industry was to become a thing of the past? What happens to all those horses? It's a good question, and it's not about John Carmody's wish, as a matter of fact. It's just, it's about, you know, ending our obsession and our use of other animals. We've done it for too long. We've advanced. We've moved on. We've, we've become a little bit better up until about 19 days ago, as a matter of fact. Mm. But what I would imagine is, is that as this industry winds down, you know, the, the, the breeding of those horses will follow on as a result as well. And I hope to God that the next time that we look at these animals in the eyes, they'll be in lovely little sanctuaries and that we'll be able to see the beauty the majesticness of these creatures and, and see them for what they really are as opposed okay. to seeing them as being money spinners. John, stay with me for one second. I'd love to hear from you on this. Uh, and by the way, this isn't a piss take, despite the fact that many of you 
are uh, messaging us saying this can't be a real this actually is a real conversation um, uh, animal rights organisations for many years have uh, protested outside um, Shelburne Stadium for example uh, for the greyhound races and uh, the greyhound industry is still around but it's not what it was because of the sort of exposés we've seen surrounding the uh, horse or the um, the dog industry, we're seeing a completely, you know, people are much more reluctant um, to go. People, Companies don't want to be associated with it as much as they would in the past. It has changed the mindset, the sort of exposés we've seen around uh, greyhounds. And I'm sure that's the argument that uh, John is making, that it's only a matter of time before we move in this direction with regard to horse racing. You're listening to Ireland's Classic Hits. This is Adrian Kennedy. Our number is 087-188-0008. You can send us a WhatsApp voice note to that number like this caller just did. Adrian, how are you? A uh, couple of little things on the horses there. Uh, I can't come on to uh, show them and walk. But um, I was listening to the Tiger Owl documentary. It's out there. Um, it's actually a very good listen. Um, but he was bred to be a flat horse. That's like not run over the fences. And as soon as he uh, he didn't make it as a flat horse, and as soon as he seen a fence or a hurdle, his uh, instinct, his natural instinct was to jump it. And that's what a horse's natural instinct is: is to run and jump. And look, I know they die and all, but jockeys die as well. And it's, it's like any other sport. It's sport and like when them horses retired tiger roll will be retired after uh, the cheltenham race i think it's wednesday or thursday the cross country and he's going to go and go and live in michael o'leary's house well not in his house but on the land and jp mcmanus when his horses are retired they go to live in the sandy lane resort in barbados so I'll tell you, I'd let a jockey on my back if, you, <laughs> if I could be retired to Sandy Lane and Barbados after. Yeah, it'd be nice, wouldn't it? Uh, thanks. Love the show as always. Yeah. All right. Thanks very much indeed. 087-188-0008 is our number. You can send us a text, a WhatsApp or a WhatsApp voice note. Or better still, you can call us on 0818-942105. Now, Mark, you're on Ireland's Classic Hits. How are you, Mark? Hi, Adrian. How are you? Good, thank you, Mark. Well, Mark, you, you're against any form of animal entertainment. What do you mean by that? Um, I think we had a conversation with Niall a while ago about um, zoos and the, the way the animals are used there for entertaining. And I probably mentioned there that any sort of animal-based entertainment should be, not that should be bad, should be really phased out by now. Um, because the and animals, they don't have a choice to be there. And is wanting to have you know, agriculture and sacrifice an animal for food because that's what we've been historically doing. And it's a completely different thing to breed animals and have them there for entertainment and, you know, get a horse and, you know, whip him as hard as you can to get to the, you know, finish line. And then, you know, if he breaks a leg, you know, that's a good luck to you. Um, I would kind of put in the same bucket as, you know, the, 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 what they do with the bulls in in Spain, which is a bit more, you know, um, macabre if you want, because they, they end up killing the animal right then and there. Hmm. So that's a bit more cruel, you know. Again, but also it's somewhere in between keeping an animal for display in a zoo and the bullfight. So it's somewhere on that line. I see the horse racing, you know, using the horse 
for the entertainment. Okay, but the, but the end result of horse racing, uh, or the uh, the end goal of horse racing, is not to kill the horse, no, uh, because I'm obviously this is the byproduct inevitably. So it, 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 well, it can be. It can be. There are uh, deaths in horse racing. In fact, I'm I'm looking at a website called horsedeathwatch.com. And they register every single horse death um, that comes from from the horse racing industry. And on their website, they claim there's been 2,401 deaths in 5,481 days. So, you know, 2,401 deaths over, over the years. Pardon me? One for every two days. Uh, yes, probably one for every two days, and uh, they li- they list and name every single horse that is killed or dies as a result of every single horse race, almost all, all over the world, actually. Um, but as I said, if you look at uh, Cheltenham this week, starts tomorrow, and we know that perhaps some horses may have an accident that uh, renders them very seriously injured, and they are uh, put out of their misery, essentially. But it will be a very small percentage of the overall amount of horses that will run. Um, my gripe is not just with the horse dying or, you know, being injured. It's with the horse suffering through this race itself. I mean, they have whips. The jockeys have used whips constantly. That can't be good for but the But even, even that has been restricted somewhat. Yeah, and it's a good thing that it is. And I'm not actually against horse riding in general, like um, having a horse, taking care of the pet um, of that horse, you know, looking after it, um, going for a quick ride. You know, the the, the horse actually can enjoy that, um, you know, being out and about and even having a rider. But from that to racing, it's a whole different thing, you know. And to have that as an, as an entertainment, um, like a, a way of entertaining in today's day, I think it's a bit outdated. That's all. Like, I would think I see the change happening from within. I know a lot of listeners go like, "Oh, this is piss taking," and you mm. know this and that. And that is uh, honestly the amount of messages we've gotten in yeah. to say more or less that this can't be for real. What sort of a conversation is this? These people can't yeah, be for real. Um, the, you know, that same conversation ten or fifteen because years ago about animals and circuses, yeah. for example, uh, and now. They're very rarely used. Certainly exotic animals aren't used in circuses anymore. There you go. The change will happen. It's like trying to, 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 to say to somebody that sees this as a sport that football is going to be banned tomorrow because it's, you know, there's injuries to the players and then everybody's like, why are you going on about, you know? Um, the conversation has to happen. People will make their own decisions. Nobody has to ban anything. If you want to participate in that, go for it. But I think it will... You believe public opinion will change and public support will change over time. John was saying a while ago... John was saying a while ago that he thinks the whole industry will be uh, gone or a thing of the past in 10 years. Do you? I wouldn't say so. No. It's so deeply rooted and, like, you can admire how Ireland is at the forefront of, you know, of this sport together with, you know, England. And it's, you know... A respected sport at the end of the day, I see it like that way. But once the, 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 the supporters dry out, it's just going to, you know, eventually. Hmm. Because okay, stay, stay there for one second if you can, please. 87 is our number if you want to get in contact with us. It's Ireland's Classic Hits. We're talking about the fact that Cheltenham starts tomorrow. And Thomas, I'm going to talk to you straight after the break. You work in the industry. Yep. 
Okay, and you're saying it's not cruel and obviously don't believe uh, it will be a thing of the past in 10 years. No, okay. no, not a whole Stay in the line there for one second. I'll be with you straight after the break. And this is Adrian Kennedy in for uh, Niall today. Now, I want to let you know, by the way, that Jobs Expo Dublin uh, is somewhere that you'll be able to meet Ireland's leading employers at Croke Park on Saturday, the 26th of March. You can get your free ticket today at jobsexpo.ie. Jobsexpo.ie. Now, we're in the middle of a conversation all to do with the horse racing industry and tens of thousands of Irish people are heading over to Cheltenham for the annual racing festival. It's one of the biggest events uh, of the horse racing calendar every single year. Uh, We know in uh, 2021, it was held behind closed doors for the first time ever. This year, it's back to full capacity. And as I said, tens of thousands of people are heading over this year. But animal rights campaigners have said on this show that within 10 years, the horse racing industry will be a thing of the past. Now, I don't know how true that is, but they certainly believe it is. Uh, You can send us a WhatsApp voice note to 087-188-0008. Adrian, how are you? A couple of little things on the horses there. uh, I can't come on to show them and walk. But um, I was listening to the Tiger Owl documentary. It's out there. Um, It's actually a very good listen. Oh, no, I think Um, I played played that one already, didn't I? Yeah, okay. This one. Of course, it's cruel, Adrian. It's most of the people that will be complaining is all the trainers and all the ones that's making money over. Tell you what, ask them to throw a saddle onto their back and get whipped around the bleeding track and ask them how they feel about it then. It is cruel. Of course it's cruel. I used to own horses. I'd never treat me horses like that, you know what I mean? Bait them around the field what, for, for somebody else to get money out of. I know they're well looked after, but like, when they're no use anymore, they get shot. You know what I mean? So, hell, don't be minding them that's giving anybody stick on it. They're only trying to go and give it out because they're making money out of it. It's as simple as that. Like I said, stick a bridle on them and we see how they feel. Thomas, uh, you've just heard that message. What's your reaction? Or, Tomas, what's your reaction to that? Uh, These horses, you bait them around the field and uh, when they're no longer of any use, they have a horrible life. I disagree with the horrible life and baiting around the field. Not a whole. That, like, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, Grant, they're hard race horses. They're bred. Their instinct is to run and to jump, yes. But at the end of the day, they're not treated wrongly at all. If they Once they retire, it's not all about money for them. Once they retire, they go to stud. Some of, them, some of the mares are put into foal, and then the colts are going off to be stallions. Geldons, they might go on to have safety they were on the flat, they go on to the jump life. And then once they're finished, yes, they're out the field, but there's stable staff there looking after them. So, uh, okay, so when a horse retires after its racing life is, is complete, yeah. you're saying they, uh, they get sent out to stud, but eventually they're going to get older. What happens to those horses? What sort of a life do they have? It's normal as if you see a normal horse grazing out in the field and you're driving around. If you're in your car and you're driving, you see horses out the field and they're healthy out there. They're well looked after. Some are left out overnight. If they have foals, they need the grass. It's building them up out there enjoying themselves. They're back to their nature. I spoke to a caller a couple of minutes ago who said he is against any form of animal entertainment, of animals being used to entertain us humans. That's what the horse racing industry is really all about. I I can disagree with him in a sense. I don't know why he's comparing the, the, the bulls to the horses. It's a two completely different sports. It is very different. No, I agree. And so, I, I did and say the, the end result, you know, the end game for horse racing isn't for an animal to not, die. 
exactly. And then the point with the sticks, when he was mentioned with the sticks, there's IHRB there now, the Irish Surf Club. They're there and there's rules on them sticks and you're only allowed certain sticks and as many, you, you, it's not you go on bait them up the straight. It's not that. There are jockeys, you're only allowed to hit them, I think it's seven or eight times, but if it's, if it's used in excessive force, the jockey still will get banned for it. Mm. So uh, it's not uh, as, uh, as has happened, it has to be said. It has happened, yeah. So if they're saying horse racing be done in 10 years, so that means then that there'll be tens to thousands, maybe a lot more if you're saying between Ireland and Britain, there'll be people out with jobs. Oh no, absolutely, and I did put I did put that point to them that you know this is a multi-billion euro industry uh, that yeah. employs tens of thousands of people, uh, not only directly in horse racing but in the in the gambling business. Uh, you know, it's a very widespread. Food sector there providing food to all the racecourse and everything. Like it's it's bringing in a lot of income. Yeah, I know the point they're saying. Oh, they're only for money. They're not because stable staff get attached to their horses as well. So then, say when their horse is retired, they now. A lot of people, they don't like seeing their horses going up because they'd rather be with them forever. Hmm. And they would if they could. But at the end of the day, sometimes they just can't because the mayor has to say if it's their, a mayor, they go off and they'd breed, what, six, seven foals then later on through their life. But then within that time, you're looking after their sons and daughters. And then you're still, if you get the chance, you might be able to go see them at stud. Okay, so there, so there is a, 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 a very strong bond between... Uh, the people who care for those horses during their of racing course, days and after their racing days. Of course, yes. Like there you'd see Cheltenham two years ago, there was a horse that ran and his, I don't think his horse had had won for a couple of days. It was going a good bit back. But his horse had won and the, the man ended up crying. It was, it was so much excitement, he ended up crying there. Okay, let me let me read a message that's just come in to me and it says, I used to have ponies for pleasure growing up and the amount of ex-horse races, uh, race horses I knew that were sent to slaughter when they retired was awful. Horse racing should be banned, period. What do you say to that? Well, to me now, I've never once ever seen any horse and in, in any yard that I've ever been in sent to a slaughterhouse. Ever. So for statements like that there, that I can't comment on that there because obviously I don't know. But from the yard that I've been in, I've never seen it happen. I've seen them going back to lovely farms. Okay, so you, you, you make it out then that the, the life of a racehorse is an idyllic life, really. They have the crack when they're racing and they have uh, a, a great retirement. In my opinion, they have a great retirement. Now, that's from what I've seen personally myself. I can't, like, for the simple reason for the, the animal rights people now to turn around and say, oh, they're only there for money. They're only there to be battered up straight and all this stuff. They're not being battered. They're not only there for, for that. Well, they do, get, they do get whipped. Maybe not as much as they used to, but, but they do. But you have to think, it's, it can't be done with excessive force because if it's done with excessive force, the jockey's banned. So the, there is animal welfare still in the IHRB in the Curra. They're always there at the races. Vets are there to check horses if they think it's to see if horses have been marked or not. And if a horse is marked, the jockey is suspended straight away. Okay, stay there for one second, uh, Tomás. Let me go to Gerben. You're on Ireland's Classic Hits. How are you, Gerben? Yeah, hi, hi Adrian. It's good that you're calling in for now. Uh, I'm at the party for animal welfare. I'm the co-founder, and I'm totally against animal 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 cruelty in Ireland. I just want to say that... Uh, well, uh, just on that, I, sorry, Gerben. Yes. Do you believe that horse racing is animal cruelty? Yes, and uh, I even would like to take out the word sport from horse racing, because I, I think that it's not a sport. It's basically a meaningful form of cruelty to animals. 
And so definitely it's not a sport to me. The same as horse as crayon racing is not a sport to me either or any other uh, forms of uh, uh, for example, recently we've also been protesting against fox uh, hunting, for example, etc., uh, in, in front of a hotel in Dungarvan. Uh, again, the, uh, as John Kamli said uh, just recently, um, the, the, the opinion is sh- slowly shifting towards animal welfare, and that's great, but uh, we need to have an end uh, to the horse training. And I also want to say, accurate, if I just may, um, the party of animal welfare also wants to organize protests against uh, uh, against horse racing, uh, uh, horse racing, and I think it's very important that there is a shift of opinion. And fifty. But do you think those- that there is a shift of opinion? Because I'm certainly not feeling it. Uh, and I'm looking at the messages that are coming into us. A lot of people can't believe we're even having this conversation. That uh, horse racing isn't animal cruelty. The animals are very well cared for. They uh, love their racing life. And they have a very happy retirement. Now, well, what well, more can you ask say, for a horse? They say they say the same about the greyhound Tracy, and um, you know what happened after the RT uh, document. Yes, uh, and, and like, I've already mentioned that. I mentioned that earlier yeah. on that there has been a shift exactly, change in opinion exactly. towards yeah. uh, greyhound but racing. But you do understand there's also tens of thousands of people active in animal rescues, and they're underfunded by the government. Yet the government gives fifty million euros to the horse racing, basically the funding. Well, uh, do you think that's fair? Uh, Tomas, yes, go on, yeah. So that's completely you, unfair. Like, so basically, if you're in uh, my shoes now, right, I work with horses every single day and not one horse a day. Now, this is every single day. I do not see one horse abused, ever. And that's my entire life now since I started with horse racing. So if you were actually put in my shoes to go into my job and watch exactly what was going on, I would 100% say you'd have a different opinion on what you're saying. Uh, and again, I could say that as well, just work with an animal rescue and they will tell you a completely different opinion as well, equally. So I, I'd say uh, maybe we can learn a bit from um, from both worlds. I'm willing to go with you if you're willing to go to an animal rescue. If, uh, you I know, have and- no problem. For the simple reason is animal rescue, yes, that's no problem. I have no problem seeing that. They're completely underfunded because uh, the government is giving so much money to horse racing and therefore they uh, 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 the uh, horse racing. Tomas, can I, can I ask you about the fact that whether we like it or not, the chances mm-hmm. are um, some horses will die this week in uh, Cheltenham. It's It happens every year. It could be... It could be two or three. It could be up to ten. In my opinion, if it happens, it's just unfortunate. And it sounds bad and saying, now, stable staffs and all, as they keep going back on, they will be devastated. The trainer will be devastated because they've all bonded with their horses. Yes, over time there has been problem in horse racing, but it was very, it was very, very quickly picked up off his feet and sorted out very quickly. Okay, are, are they not devastated if a horse ends up having to be put down because they're losing their investment. No. No. You could, you could, in my opinion, it's the connection with a horse. If you actually worked with horses, you'd actually see it's not for the money. It's for the connection with the horse. 
Okay, stay there for one second, Tomas, if you can, please. I have to take a very quick break. Our number is 0818 94 2105, or you can send us a text, a WhatsApp, or a WhatsApp voice note to 087 188 We're back with more of your calls in just a moment. And a very good afternoon. This is Adrian Kennedy in for uh, Niall today. If you want to get in contact with us, our number is 087 188 We're talking about horse racing. And uh, the the demand for uh, animal from animal rights campaigners for this industry to be gotten rid of. John Carmody said earlier on, ten years from now, it'll be a, a thing of the past. And actually, Tomas, let me just go back to you for one second. Are yeah. you still there? Yeah, yeah. What about that argument that you know the the shift in public opinion will continue over the next ten years to the point? that uh, we're now at a stage where it comes to greyhound racing, that people don't openly admit that they're huge fans of greyhound racing because of the sort of exposés we've seen around that industry. Is the horse racing industry not facing the same thing? I wouldn't say so. For the simple reason is... Oh, what would you... I have it in my head, I can't get it out now. You're putting it there 10 years' time, so... Your man, I don't understand. I don't mean to say your man. I think his name is John. That's my bad. John, yep. He's saying it's 10 years, but then obviously he's thinking of himself. Yes, he's thinking of the animals and all that. They're, but public opinion, this conversation is going on how many years now? And it's still the same. Horse racing has always been bringing in viewers. People are interested in it. People love going to the race. There's families that go with their children to the race. There's people getting it in. So, in my opinion, there's there's no way in 10 years' time that this horse racing is going to be done. Okay, you don't see it as um, a, as a thing of the past. You don't no. see it as something that is going to uh, fizzle out over no. the years to come. Because it's some people's livelihood. It's some people's livelihood. It's some people's living. And it's some people's occupation at the end of the day. Well, you could say the same about the, the greyhound industry. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't watch Greyhound Racing, so I wouldn't, I don't, and I'm not even going to comment on it, and I don't watch it, it's, it's horses, it's, it's literally my life, mm. so. Okay, stay there for one second, I want to go to Dennis, you're on Ireland's Classic Hits, how are you Dennis? Hi Adrian, good afternoon. Good afternoon to you Dennis, um, we were told earlier on that 10 years from now, horse racing will be a thing of the past, what do you say to that? I'd say the sooner the better, um, you know, we horse racing the same as we look at greyhound racing and on the face of it you know you go out for a night out or for a day out and get dressed up have a nice meal a few beers and a flutter you know a bet that looks great that's the that's the showcase that's that's what's on stage it's what's going on behind the scenes that the general public and even people in the industry don't realize so here's what's happening under a freedom of information act uh inquiry from the National Animal Rights Association, NARA, it turns out over 2,000 pedigree uh, thoroughbred racehorses were slaughtered in 2020 in Ireland. We also know many more racehorses... Sorry, do we know why? They're slaughtered. The problem is with with horse racing, it's the same as greyhound racing. This is about excellence. This is about speed. It's about stamina. It's unnatural for the animal. Of course, animals want to run and fly if they do that and swim and go fast, go slow, mm-hmm. the same as humans. But in sport, a human sport, everybody knows what they're getting into. By the time you make 
uh, senior county player with, with, with your county. You've been training since you were seven or eight right up. So that's not a problem. You understand what the game is. Animals don't understand. They just know they're being carried somewhere for two or three hours, and then they have to run around a race course. They don't understand all that. Uh, so it's totally unnatural. And when, they, when they're not fast enough, of, of, of all the animals that are born, one-third of them never get to the race course. They never get that far. As well as the horses being slaughtered in Ireland, uh, they end up in burgers in Europe. Many of the horses are sent over to the UK for slaughter. The Irish uh, horse racing industry and the UK horse racing industry operate more or less in tandem and they're interchangeable, as we see with people going to Cheltenham this weekend. Okay, let me put it to you. And uh, Cheltenham is is the the great example of the absolute intense popularity of horse racing. Um, We know every year there'll be tens of thousands of people from this little island heading over to uh, Cheltenham this week. We will see tens of thousands of people between now and uh, Friday gathering there. It is hugely popular and a lot more popular than greyhound racing, for example. Yes, we, we understand that. So what, what happens every year and comes up in, in, in the doll, uh, grant money has to be given over to greyhound racing and horse racing. Mm-hmm. They're both grouped together. This is completely wrong. They should be separated. A vote should be done on horse racing. It should be decoupled completely from greyhound racing. And greyhound racing should be a separate vote. We know from the wonderful uh, expose that RTE investigates running for their lives did on greyhound racing three or four years ago. What goes on behind the scenes in greyhound racing where animals get sold on to the UK, to Pakistan? Yes, and, and, and there was a lot of talk about greyhound yes. racing and the greyhound racing industry has suffered an awful lot as a result of, of exposés like that. But yes, it, it, the horse racing industry doesn't seem to have that level of cruelty or whatever word you want to put on it. Well, this, this is what, what you're looking at is what's, on, what's, what's at the stadiums, what we see at the stadiums. I mean, for example, if a horse gets injured, and they will get injured, those races, if you look at the Grand National, those fences are so high, they, they just, uh, it's, it's, it's inevitable that some animal is going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. But once they get hurt, then they, those, those animals could be rehabilitated, but they don't get rehabilitated, they get, they get uh, put down. Okay, but let me ask you then one kids. final question. Um, yeah. This is an industry that is incredibly popular still. How yeah. do you get the message across, the message that we were hearing from people like John Carmody earlier on, that this is an industry that ultimately has to come to an end, that we shouldn't be getting entertainment from animals? Yes, we shouldn't be getting entertainment but, uh, no, no, I'm animals. asking you, how do you get yeah. that message across when we it is so insanely popular still? We get, this, we get this message across by telling people to have compassion in their, heart, their hearts and understanding that this cruelty is not happening in a bubble. For example, horse racing in Ireland gets about 80 million a year of taxpayers' money. That's the bus driver, the nurse, the doctor. None of these people want that money to go to cruelty. And there's also another 18 million goes to uh, greyhound racing. Now, okay, but let me ask you, horse, do, yes, do you believe... Yes. Bearing in mind its popularity at this moment, yes. that in 10 yes. years from now, we'll be having a very different conversation about horse racing. If the truth is known and it's coming out because more people are becoming aware and more people are joining the animal activism movement, the fact is Horse Racing Ireland gives 10 million a year to fox hunting around Ireland. And that is 
Okay, that's a separate conversation. Uh, My question to you was, do you believe in 10 years from now we'll be having a different conversation? We will be having a different conversation in four years from now. The elections are coming up. I represent a political party called Sentient Rights Ireland, and we will be asking people at council elections, general elections, and European elections to vote for compassion for animals, to Mm. express their humanity in compassion for animals. Okay, so in a couple of years, we'll be having a a very different conversation. Dennis, thank you very much indeed for your call. Thank you, all of you, for your calls. Interesting conversation. It's certainly not going to uh, impact... Cheltenham this week, but uh, from a lot of our callers, and I'm, I'm actually surprised, believe it or not, with the amount of people saying uh, that it is cruel, that horse racing needs to end. End of story. It's not going to happen ahead of Cheltenham. And in fact, we we'll probably end up talking about Cheltenham later on in the week. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic. Hit.